Hello and welcome to my show, Could You Be More Specific? I am your host, Jonathan Steele. And on this episode of Could You Be More Specific, I want to talk about um, the recent news with Azalea Banks and uh, the incident revolving around her on Wildin' Out. And I'm also going to touch on Tiana Taylor. And I want to use them kind of as a comparison to each other because on this episode, I'm calling it sabotage. But first, what I want to do is I want to begin with Zelia Banks. I know she had a recent appearance on Wild and Out that didn't go over so well, at least from her side of it with that. And kind of the aftermath in which what ended up happening, you know, multiple days later now. Azalea Banks, from my familiarity with her, I have known of her. I haven't really listened to too much of her music. I may have heard a few songs, but she's someone that is mostly known for kind of the rants and some of the, you know, um, confrontations that she's kind of had with people on social media and personally in the industry. So when I think of her, I always think about other stuff. I don't even think about her musically. And in regards to Wild and Out, uh, from her end of it, she says, hey, she agreed to do a show. Uh, she was just originally going to perform. She wasn't going to be on the team. And I believe Little Yachty was there, and then she ended up being included in that. Now, anyone that's watched Wildin' Out from beforehand, there have been guests that were just, you know, musical guests, but they also were, like, aligned with the teams. And there was another person that was a team captain of a celebrity that would be there. So that's not uncommon for that show. I'm not I'm not sure exactly if she really watches Wildin' Out or has a familiarity with the show as to why she felt like because she was just a musical guest that she wouldn't be involved in some kind of way. But they poke fun at everybody. But she, uh, from her side of it, I guess she said that the, some of the jokes were harsh and they were making kind of critiques on her from a from a skin complexion standpoint. Uh, that's something that's kind of been with Azalea Banks throughout her career, just throughout the incidents that she's been involved in of either her attacking people or talking about that in regards to other people or in regards to herself in terms of, I remember um, there was a story about her that was uh, talking about skin bleaching. And obviously that's a very sensitive topic, especially in our culture because colorism is just something that's, it's been with us. It's going to stay with us, especially since slavery from, from the standpoint of us institutionalized being here in America we tend to blame each other when we don't realize that the root of the problem is stemming from slavery and us getting our, our arms around that. And if we don't learn how to understand where we came from and navigate better in terms of how we're dealing with each other, this is why we keep having these same conversations. But what she ended up doing was she, she ended up having obviously some issues with some of the comedians on the show. I know Emmanuel Hudson, who's a cast member on the show, made some statements about like, hey, you know, they weren't really attacking her that way. Some of the stuff that she was claiming to happen didn't happen, paraphrasing from what he said. And then she just went on a rant talking about black men and it being certain type of black men that she didn't want to deal with. And then every time she tries to give us a chance or some of us a chance, it just it goes, you know, it goes badly for her. And then she says, you know, she's just going to go back to, you know, white men making money and, and sleeping with white men, which, you know, that's that's fine. But usually people that put down the ethnic group that they're associated to and elevate another ethnic group that has a long history of oppressing you, it's a lot of self-hatred there. And it kind of takes me back to when she had her incident with RZA and Russell Crowe at a party that he went to. Uh, He brought her along because they had just worked together. 
And it was predominantly the people that she apparently feels more so comfortable with. She was upset about some of the music, I believe, that was being played because it was, you know, Russell Crowe's in a band. He kind of plays, you know, kind of contemporary, I think, rock kind of music. And she was just saying, hey, I guess it was like it was old people music. And it led to a dispute. And then she, you know, I guess accused him of a racial slur that apparently did not happen. And they had this huge kind of argument. And that kind of like put a, a bit of a, what's the word I could say for Riza? Put him in an uncomfortable situation because him and Russell Crowe have known each other for years. And I remember Corey Holcomb, you know, who normally catches flack, but a lot of times with what he talks about, he's addressing a specific type of person. And he was really went in hard on Azalea Banks because he was like, hey, if you're Riza and you're really cool with him, you just can't bring someone like her along. Because you worked with her and it seems like it's a good experience. Like that's a that's a situation that might not be good for her to be at because you don't truly know her in that way. And she had a big blow up there. Uh, what several weeks ago she was going at Cardi B and she railed against her. She she does go at a lot of people. That's what's typically known about Azalea Banks. And as far as some of the stuff that she said about Nick and talking about him with lupus and dying and changing out, you know, colostomy bags and, and stuff like that. I mean, beyond beyond that kind of stuff, I mean, when, when I look at her, you know, I feel mostly disappointment. If given the right situation, she could probably be, you know, in terms of herself internally, she'll be in a much better place. For you to have an experience on a show that you didn't like and then you, you just, you go on a barrage of, you know, messages and you're saying well i'm gonna cancel the album and you know and you guys are, have probably seen her tweets and you guys can pick up from that i'm not really interested in really rehashing those parts of it but when you say i'm gonna just scrap my album it, you know again that, that that speaks to someone that is internally dealing with a lot of a lot of conflict because if you respect the work that you've done and the people you worked with a lot of people put in a lot of time on that album if the album wasn't ready to go and you scrapped it, that's understandable if you just don't like it creatively. But if all things considered, it's really good and you just decide, hey, I'm just going to push back an album because I had a bad experience on a comedy show. And hey, it could be just her venting, but she tends to vent a lot. And when she, like a lot of people, when, when they're the aggressor and they're attacking you, they operate really good. But when they're on the, the defensive, they don't function so well. And that's why you kind of got to be really careful about the energy that you're putting out. So those are just some of my thoughts that I have on this. I'll probably touch on her again at some point because, you know, it, it is a story. So it's, it's worth, you know, discussing. Uh, I'm not dismissive towards her in terms of her career. It's just I don't really know that much about her. And that brings me to say someone like Tiana Taylor. Now, Tiana Taylor is really interesting because she's someone that has been talented from the very beginning, very similar to what the perception is with Azalea Banks. But unlike Azalea Banks, Tiana Taylor has been someone who's known to be really good, but she's just been in some situations where things haven't all the way kind of been right for her. But to her credit, she's always been able to kind of manage to, to continue to move forward and, and do good work and, and put herself in a position where she's in in the public eye to where like, oh, people still know her and they, and they respect and follow her. And she originally started out musically 
And then uh, she made a transition to acting. And I remember she was in um, Madiz Big Happy Family. And of course, you know, she was Bow Wow's uh, baby mom, as you say. And uh, she was good. She was funny. Uh, she has a lot of personality. And then uh, she still, you know, obviously act, acted then as she is now. I mean, she's on uh, the new season of Hit the Floor, and that's on BET. So, I mean, Tiana Taylor's done some good things, but going back to her from a musical standpoint, you know, she's her being with Kanye and her album being, uh, I guess it was uh, leaked uh, prematurely. I guess they said it was a mix up on that because apparently I believe the songs were out and she was unaware that it was out. And that kind of put, you know, put a damper on the, you know, the way that they wanted to launch her album release. And then they ended up, I think, deciding to re-release it with additional songs and new songs. I, I believe her, she's a part of that seven song album template right now that Kanye's doing, which is interesting because I just watched an interview with 50 Cent talking to uh, Who Kid. And when he was asked about the seven song thing, he says for him, he doesn't agree with it being a an album because he says to me, it should be an EP. Because normally that's what EPs are. They're four, five, six, seven songs. And when I heard 50 said it, I remember when originally this was happening, I kind of used to think about that, but I just, it didn't really click until when I really heard him say that because it's like they're getting back, you know, especially to the early days, which makes me sound older, of like in the early 90s, 2000s, that's just what, what they were known as, as the EPs. Even with what they're doing now, it's like seven songs sounds like a playlist, similar to what Drake did with More Life, but he actually had more songs on there than, than seven. Other than that, you know, Tiana, she she had her album come out and it didn't go her way. And overall, I know she was on The Breakfast Club and, you know, obviously she was disappointed. But I think she looked at it like, hey, you know, we're all on the same side. We're all trying to get this together. Would she like for, you know, all the stars to align for her album and for the material to match up with the release and the reception for the audience? Yeah, but what I would give her credit for, and I really acknowledge a lot about her, was that she's able to still maneuver beyond those scenarios. And I, I think that's something that from the entertainment world and just in life period, that's what we kind of got to get to. It's just, can I still maneuver? Can I still move forward? Even though I have a bunch of things that may be working against me that are out of my control. And that's the difference between say someone like Azalea Banks and say Tiana Taylor is the things that tend to kind of hamper or maybe slow up Tiana Taylor are things that are usually out of her control. She's never been known as someone that is necessarily actively trying to sabotage her own her own projects, you know, what, what she's trying to accomplish in her career. Azalea Banks does that. You know, when you become more so known for, for beefs with, you know, Iggy Azalea and, and other rappers, and then you're going at other actors and, and people in general and uh, she's definitely been involved in a lot of stuff that kind of would lend you to thinking like, wow, like, you know, I, I'm not really sure if she's really truly invested in what she's doing because that would be the main priority. It wouldn't be giving your energy to people who are necessarily trying to break you down. And, and that's another thing, too. Uh, on the other side of that coin, she probably does have a lot of guys. I know she made a comment about guys going into her DMs and, and writing, you know, pretty hurtful things about her. She probably does have that. And that's something that you got to be sensitive to and considerate about. 
but also you got to still be, you know, responsible enough and have an awareness to know that the words you say matter. You just can't really just throw things out. And then you got to be, you know, respectful enough to say like, hey, what I say wasn't wrong. Like if she came out and said, hey, you know what? That experience on Wild Out didn't go the way that I planned it. I was really taken aback by how things unfolded. But I just want to apologize for my part in that, especially in regards to Nick Cannon, because Nick Cannon really didn't have to have her on his show. I think a lot of people kind of sometimes forget that, you know, when people put you on shows, same thing if, say, if you were to get shot out on a podcast and stuff like that, that's something that people don't have to do. So you want to extend a level of respect and kindness to them. And so hopefully in the future, no matter what's going on with her personally, that things get better for her and, and then things line up for her professionally. But it's just uh, she's kind of kind of dug herself in a bit of a hole here with the perception that she's largely known for. And it's going to be very hard for her to kind of get out of that. Those are just some of my thoughts I had on that topic. Uh, I want to thank you guys for listening to this pod. Definitely like, share, follow. Follow us on Patreon. Follow D. I thank him for all the work that he's done on these videos. We're looking forward to continuing to grow our podcast. Thank you for following us. Again, you can always catch me on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Could you be more specific? I'm looking to do some more shows in the future. Look forward to talking to you guys again soon. And I hope you guys have a good week. Be good. Be good.